Let's go. Hello and welcome to another edition of MMA Uncaged. It is a special edition and it's brought to you as always by Ginger Fox Coffee, guaranteed to make you as clever as a fox. Check out gingerfoxcoffee.co.za for more. And I've got a special guest with me, uh, someone who uh, I find an inspiration. He's a loyal servant to the, the game of MMA, if I can put it that way. Simon Hall, thank you so much for your time. Last time we spoke, man, uh, you were handing out food parcels to your community in Mayersdale. Are you still doing that at this stage? And, and how are you keeping? Yes, yes. Thank you very much for having me on. Um, yeah, we're still doing it. Every second Wednesday when there's enough sponsors, you know, every now and then there's a bit of a bump and, and people are finding it tight. But it's going strong, man. And, and people's hopes are, are, are definitely still there. A lot of positivity. And the guys at the church, man, they just, they're machines. They just don't tire. They're the joy these guys get from doing what they do, it's its uh, its like its own little pandemic, man. It just grabs you and takes you with them. It's amazing. Uh, I saw it firsthand, man, and uh, it, it truly is. Hats off to everyone involved there and, and keep up the incredible work because at this time we all know everyone needs uh, some some form of, of uh, salvation or inspiration or, or just food on the table, man. And, uh, yeah, keep up the good work. But I... I, I I kind of, um, firstly, I see you back in training. Um, Junkyard MMA is, is, is where you, you, you call home currently and, and these days. How's it been? I mean, how, how's training been? Uh, COVID has been tough on the gyms. We all know that. But now we've got some sort of light at the end of the tunnel. Well, see, as when it all hit, I, I sort of spent a bit of time and a bit of money that I had. I built a bit of a home gym. I'm very lucky. I've got my 15-year-old son who, who's competing, and he's he's headed, uh, well, was headed prior to COVID into the SA Juniors and Cadets, um, sort of fight off for a place at Worlds. So he trains really hard, keeps him motivated. But there is nothing like being back in the gym. It is so easy to cheat at home. It is so easy to put your feet up and say, I'll do it tomorrow. Once you're in a gym and in an environment with like-minded people, you can't give up on yourself. You know, you start, you feel guilty. You start stealing from everybody else in terms of time. It's amazing to be back. I think MMASA and, and EFC have done a great job. I know Graham and the guys are, are pushing really hard to get combat sports back with our fans. That's great. You know, give the guys something on TV. But it, it, there's a, a renewed passion. Um, prior to prior to it all, we were looking at 15, 16 guys on the mat at a time. We're now looking at 30 guys on the mat. We've got a couple of pro boxers here. Benita van Jarsveld has joined us as well. So things are growing. The passion's back. And there is an amazing blend of youth coming through. The sport's taken off so nicely. Our, our average age, if you take me out of it, is probably <laughs> 21. It's wow. amazing to see. That's incredible. You but put I, me in there, mix everything you, 100 you, plus. <laughs> you're, you're only 28. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man, I'm only 28 on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, uh let's uh let's dial it back i mean speaking about age you made your your efc debut uh, at the at the young tender age of what was it 40 41 roundabout there and um, and i think your passion for mma and your journey with mma you know has 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 been incredible because you've seen it through because most people by the age of 35 36 if they haven't cracked it they kind of give up and they they go on their their ways or whatever path they're currently on but 
you've stuck the course and, and, and tell us, I mean, MMA has changed your life and, and, and what's it like being an MMA athlete and, and someone who's able to do what they love? So yes, I tell you, it has saved my life and a lot of people know the story and, 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 and it did. I was going down a really bad path. I, I did time, I did all sorts of things. I pretty much threw away an amazing career where I was earning in the region of 80 grand a month after taxes and medical aids. I, I was caning it and I tossed it. The sport brought me back and, and the reason I've stuck with it is it is so easy in life to give up. I have a 15 year old son that looks at me and every time I stop, he stops. Then it's okay and it isn't okay. Take this pandemic, if we as South Africans threw our hands up and said, oh, well, we're stuffed and that's it, it would be over. We don't do that. And as a parent, I think the message you've got to send your kid, it's so easy to sit at home and say, don't go out, don't drink. If you're not living that lifestyle, it's very hard for you to preach. Yeah, I, I really believe in practicing what you preach. So the sport has evolved the whole time. It's kept me young. It's it's really kept my mind fresh. It, it allowed me an inner strength to pursue my own business, which has started to pay off amazingly. I'm able to impact other people's lives by creating employment. And I'm going to tell you, and it's, this is not a script, but the reality is without the sport, I would have been in a box a long time ago, probably self-inflicted, whether it was drugs, alcohol, or a gunshot. It really is that serious, the depression that a man goes through when you start to throw your life away. And this was just light and hope. And I see it. We've got some development guys here at Junkyard, and, and I know uh, the guys at FFM have got some development, and, you know, Gert and the guys on Vickers. Every gym is, is, is opening its arms to try and help some guys through. We're not all 18 with a drug problem. Some of us are 30, 35, and we've got financial stress, and we wake up and we wonder how do we feed our kids. Sometimes a clear mind is the right way. Mm. This sport has allowed me to be clear. I get rid of the anger, the frustration in an environment where I can't hurt anybody. Mm. To go home at night and to say, guys, I've got a plan. I feel positive. Tomorrow we're going to attack it. I'll tell you what, there's no amount of money in the world, no amount of therapy in the world that can replace the therapy I get on the mat at the gym. It's amazing. That's incredible, man. That's incredible. And and, and uh, testament to the, the guys at Junkyard and the, and the good work you guys are doing. Um, but before we get into into the training and that sort of thing, uh, indulge me. And, and for those who don't know your story, I know a lot of people do. But I mean, when I interviewed you uh, for China Global TV Network the other day, um, you were telling me that you used to fight for beer in parking lots and then run away from the cops and these un unsanctioned. Yeah. Give us an idea of what that was like, man. Just just share with us. What was that? What made you fight? What, what was the thing? In all honesty, anger. I just, the amount of self-hate and self-loathing. It wasn't about being famous. It wasn't about being better than the next guy. It was about standing your ground. And, and, I, and I think a lot of guys, and guys like Gareth and Jeremy, as a lot of the older statesmen, Martin will be able to attest to some of these things. Coach Clint Walters, who's who's on a very extended holiday in Thailand, will, is one of the guys who will be able to tell you those stories. And it was really about not knowing where you where you belonged, you know, and, and, and trying to stake a claim very much. And, and I hate to do it. I'm not punting the gym, but yeah. like a junkyard dog, yeah. you know, you, 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 you end up getting used and abused and your purpose is one thing. Nobody cares about you when you do something else. Mm. And I did that. I was a very competitive sportsman. Uh, I had a Morocco Swallows contract at 17. I left sporting. I played for them. I played in the PSL. The money that I was making at 19 years old is astronomical of football and then the drugs and the alcohol and the whole lot and women and man, you just become a different person because you're not ready for it. Yeah. You're not ready to go from high school to earning 50K. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. 
So you throw it away. So it was it really, it, it wasn't about the money. And, and when I say fight for beer, it literally it was nothing on the table. You win and some guy says, hey, great fight. Here's a couple of beers. <laughs> um, and you run away because you're fighting in parking lots. You're fighting at the bottom of the Colton Center, underneath the pump and nickel after a couple of drinks on a Friday night. You're fighting outside Masquerade nightclub for the older guys. You'll know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and there's big crowds. I mean, we were drawing bigger crowds than some of the amateur events yeah. on the street. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't set up. It, it, you would just be there and it would happen. There was nothing until, and in all honesty, until EFC came along, there was nothing for us. There was nothing for anybody out there. Yes, there have been others. There's been the, the you know, the, the XFC and Strike Force and all yeah. that. EFC took it to another level of professional. It gave guys an opportunity to make money, yeah. to become household names. And I'll mention those same names again. You've got the Jeremys. You've got the, the Martin van Stardens, uh, Dino Baggerty. Yeah. These guys are legends. Michiel Opperman. These are guys that, that coming up, were just amazing and 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 they really were fighting for pittance as EFC was scrambling to make things happen. Um, we also spoke on that interview about some of the guys that love to bash and bruise mm -hmm. the sport. Yeah. <laughs> Simple man, then just don't fight. Go and do something else. At the end of the day, we have an organization that's prepared to look after you. They they do not say sign this or else. They say here's a contract, there's an amount. Are you happy? I have never, ever been told you will fight for X. I'm always, what do you feel like? Where are you at? It, it, it's such a mutual thing. I'm going to tell you that I believe the EFC runs their organization more professional than most PSL football clubs. Mm. I've been there. I coached the Pirates under-23s. I played at Morocco Swallows. And I believe the discipline, the martial part of martial arts is amazing. I think the EFC have done amazing things. But yeah, it has grown. It has evolved immensely. We have gone from bare-knuckle brawling yeah. to becoming household names that kids look up to. I've, I've been fortunate enough to train at some of the best gyms with some of the best athletes. I spend time on the mat with guys like JP Bass and Don Madge and Iga Cabeza and Elena Lunga and Dino and Martin and Chad. I, I've spent with the Bursky brothers. Let me tell you something. These are guys that when I was growing up, my kid would run past me at an event when I was working for the UFC to go and hug these guys. Yeah. You've got to understand, man, we all need a hero sometime. And the EFC provides us with so many of them. And they come in all shapes, size, forms, ages, and genders. Yeah. We we need to remember something. If you've got nothing to to, to, to try and push yourself towards, you will quit. You yeah. become that proverbial train on a track that goes round and round. There's no there's no slide gate. We need a hero. We need something to be want to become better. This is our time. And the EFC provides that. Yes. There are some great amateur events out there, but when you hit the big time, without the EFC, let me tell you what, guys like Drickus and, and Don and Chad and Ruan prior to that, their EFC journeys and Gareth, that would never have happened, man. Mm. Nobody was looking here. Yeah. So put your hands down, stop trying to fight the organization and let's build the sport together, man. Jeez, yeah, I'm there, tired of it. There seems to be a lot of like guys who are disgruntled at the moment. And, and I don't know if it's, the lack of opportunities to fight or they they don't necessarily understand that there's uh, you know there are financial constraints i mean it's still a tough sell in south africa um but you make a very good point without the efc um there would not be the opportunities that people have had and and i think the sport as you've described i mean i remember in the early days of coca-cola dome when i just started commentating and and i was just loving learning about mma i was never the best commentator and i learned a lot uh, in the, the fights yes. that we called but 
there were fights outside and 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 it was just unruly you know what i mean in this in the in the carnival city i remember guys punching each other in the stands but it's come a long way since that hasn't it and it's you must feel proud that you've witnessed this journey and and you proudly say that you fought in the efc absolutely i've witnessed the journey from both sides you know i i, I worked as a, a corner what athlete coordinator if you will watching the corners making sure there's no rule breaks i then became event rep for a, a number of events and i can tell you something the efc have done an amazing job efc 10 coca-cola dome rum pots norman vessels my son still has norman's hat wow. that's what we're talking his emo bad boy cap we still have that and there were there were fights and you're right it was unruly we had we had guys kicking in bathroom doors and guys putting guns outside. And let me tell you something. And there's a story I'd like to tell you. If, I, if you can just give me two minutes. Of course. The, I was the in stage Durban. is yours. I was, in Durban. I was in Durban and I was the event rep. I wasn't yet assigned athlete. Must have been early or mid-2016. There was something that happened in the spur. Graham Cartmel raced outside to find the perpetrator on an event that had nothing to do with us. And he still wanted to make sure his patrons were safe. This is a guy in a suit. They went out there, was prepared to put his body on the line because he wanted to protect his sport. Mm. So when people have got the goal to say they don't care, man, they care. Mm. You need to listen, number one. Number two, become a company man. At the end of the day, they give you the opportunity, man. They have got, they are inundated with the amount of fighters that are prepared to fight for next to nothing. Mm. So if they're going to give you an opportunity, take it, but earn it. Don't walk to the cage, tap out and walk back because that's happened a number of times, yeah. as we all know. Yeah. The bottom line says, get in. Do the business, do it, and, and don't show up if you ain't ready. That's unfair, not just to the fans or to the organization, but to your opponent that puts in eight to 10 weeks yeah. of selfless time away from their families, away from their jobs. These guys are giving up money for the opportunity to compete. And that's what people don't understand. We don't do this for the money. We do this for the pure love of competition. Yeah. We want to be a better man for ourselves every day. The EFC provides that. MMASA provides a safe platform for it. Journalists like yourself provide an opportunity for guys like me and then the bigger names to form brands and to, to go out and seek sponsorship. Yeah. They're always going to be there. But if you can't get them and you can't touch that, well, man, then you're dead in the water. So you want to fight the only people that want to feed you? Well, man, then then rather find something else to do. And there it, comes a time where you've got to put up or shut up. Yeah. Really simple. Having spoken to to Graham quite a few times, as well as Cairo um, from the EFC, uh, the feeling is that they're pretty much ready to to stage an event behind closed doors at the High Performance uh, Center in in Randburg in Johannesburg here in South Africa. Um, but it appears that government is continu continues to be the main stumbling block. But from what you've seen in the UFC, I mean, yes, it's a, it's a apples and pears, and their budget is considerably larger, but. At the end of the day, we've got a great facility here and it's just crying out for some action and some MMA and, and the TV viewership will be massive uh, on Supersport and, and SABC. So do you believe that, uh, you know, EFC can, can put on something that, that we can all be proud of as MMA fans? Absolutely. I have no doubt. The fact that you mentioned budget's a good thing. The EFC are even going to, they're already battling to get that big sponsorship through because, like you say, it's a hard sell. But they're prepared to follow those those stringent COVID tests. Those things are not cheap. These guys are prepared to have extra medics, pre prepared to change the facility around, all at their own cost, and still pay athletes when no money's coming in. Let me tell you something. I think they're more than ready. I think, let's go back a little bit. When I was an event rep, the EFC changed something in terms of, of uh, weight cuts. And it got followed by the UFC. So we are no, by no means are we sheep in this, in the sport. 
we are also leaders. Yeah. And I say we because we're part of this family of the EFC. That's what we do. Yeah. So it's got to come some point where we say, yeah, we back them. I believe they're more than ready. Yeah. I believe they've studied this thing very closely. And not once have I ever seen them. And see us, I can attest this. Not once have they put an athlete at risk. Yeah. I had high blood pressure for my debut. I was excited. Nothing more. Yeah. You know what? They paid me my show fee. And they still put the fight on later for me. Yeah. They were not prepared to use me as a piece of meat. Mm -hmm. So, no, I think they're more than ready. I think the athletes will be more than protected as long as the athletes do their part. Yeah. Show up for the testing. Don't lie. If you're not well, rather pull out. Yeah. Let's look after each other. And, and let's put on an event. That, that EFC Performance Institute is amazing. It has yeah. everything in it. It is state of the art. It is the EFC cage that we all know and love. Yeah. The only difference is no fans. Well, you're wrong. We're going to have 20 million fans on TV because people are dying to see the local stars back massive. in action. It would be massive. Absolutely massive. Um, what I wanted to ask you was, uh, you're looking at uh, the, the African continent and there's, there's the Aries promotion that's come up. We've got um, the likes of Brave and that sort of thing. What's the sort of uh, feeling like from, from fighters about these other organizations? I mean, I know you're an EFC man and, and a proud EFC man, but... You know, it's good that we've got other organizations sort of coming to South Africa and coming to the continent. I think it's great. Um, I think the guys need to be a little wary. I think Brave, Brave has shown their metal. They, they've proven to athletes that they'll support them. They'll, they'll make sure the guys get what their pound, of, their pound of flesh in terms of money. And they're putting on a lot of events, a lot of it in Sweden at the moment. It makes sense because obviously they never had a lockdown, so it makes it easier for travel. Aries, Aries I think is great, but I think Aries is, is signing handover first, man, and locking guys in. And... The problem for these athletes is if other organizations open up, the contract for Aries doesn't allow for you to fight anywhere else. The EFC will still allow you to go over and try the UFC or a Bellator or a 1FC. They'll still support you. They'll even manage you through that journey. There is no selfishness from EFC. And yes, I am a company man, and you're going to get a lot of tweets on that. Ah, he's just pro EFC. I am because they have proven to me on both sides of the fence that they're there for athletes. They're there for the sports growth. Let me tell you something. Those guys aren't riding around in brand new SLKs and houses overseas. And these guys are battling, man. Graham's had the same car for seven years. I mean, come on, guys. He's not painting it. These are guys that are working nine to five trying to give us an opportunity. Yeah. So I think it's great to have the competition where I'm a little bit and I'm going to be straightforward. I hate the fact that they're not looking to develop new talent and sign it. They're stealing talent. Yeah. So what you're doing is you're taking guys that have earned their place and you're taking them to an organization for $1,000 more. Okay, great. But now they're not going to fight two or three times. They'll fight once. Yeah. That's the reality. When you're signing that many athletes, you cannot have too many guys on a card. It's too long for TV. And, and at the end of the day, you're going to bore your athletes. So Aries is great. A great sponsor in Canal Plus great french tv and you know french mma is now legalized and that's phenomenal i think though we need to be careful that having competition is one thing but having even competition where athletes have an opportunity to grow and not just move for money that's a different scenario yeah. i'm not i don't think either of those organizations are any better or worse than the efc mm. i think I'm blessed to be part of something special, man. I'm blessed to, yeah. I've got them all the time. I, and I, I get recognized at 44 years old. I get recognized where I go. I get treated slightly differently. And that's a great feeling. Yeah. And that's because of the EFC. So it's good to have a competition. But guys, don't hop ship just because you yeah. think something better around the corner. Make sure that it's a career path you want to follow. You know, it, that, that's just my personal feeling. Yeah. Look, look it's a, we all know the dedication that, that uh, the, your, your athletes put in. It's next level because there's no other sport where you combine all the martial arts into one. Um, but 
I'm not sure if you, you you happen to watch the UFC this weekend, a fight night with Anthony Smith and Rakic. Never and, miss it. And uh, Lawler and Magni. What did you make of the two 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 main fights? Uh, the Magni uh, and Lawler. Lawler, we were, he's a legend. We all love watching him. He just uh, goes forward, but he just didn't turn up. For for me, Smith and Lawler just didn't turn up, and they were out 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 outboxed, and and they were just outmatched. I think for, you know Lawler didn't show up. I, I remember watching Lawler and uh, what's his name, the kid with orange hair, man. The, um, it's, it's, not me. it's not me. It's definitely not no, me. No, no, not you. You had a kid with the red hair. And I'm Rory McDonald. Mm. Him and Rory McDonald. I watched that fight. I watched the referee have to separate these guys with body parts were falling off. Lawler didn't show up. Lawler needs to find his why. One thing about this sport, so to those who don't know the sport, there isn't a single fight. If you walk up to him and say, what is your why? What is your why? What is your reason? Why do you get out of bed at five in the morning for your first session when you're already aching from last night? Why don't you drink? Why don't you party? My why is simple. My why is my kids. My why is my constant drive to be a better human being. My why is to give back to the sport that saved me. So I don't think Robbie, Robbie needs to go back and, and decide what he wants to do. I think he'll be an asset in any organization. And maybe, just maybe, it's time to look for another organization, a couple of big money fights and call it a day. Um, and that's not an age thing, guys. I'm, I'm, still, I'm still here. But that is because <laughs> when you have wars like he's had, yeah. man, it is hard to coming magni was great the old magni showed up yeah. long range got behind his hands did what he needed to didn't engage in dangerous situations with an absolute machine the main fight is man i, I love smith yeah. but i'm a wreckage fan through and and the reason for that is he got robbed in the last fight hmm. and he's back and he proved he belongs there he is definitely a guy that has the all-round package and he showed it it's the first time that he's really been tested and gone the full distance against an absolute monster but if Smith had five more percent, different result. Yeah. I think Smith is still going to be a perennial contender. He's still going to get a crack at the belt with Jones moving to heavyweight. I think we now have, for the first time in a long time, a hell of an exciting light heavyweight division. And then my boy is back in the USADA testing pool. February, he's back. And that is Rumble. Man, <laughs> we are going to see something special. <laughs> I don't think there's a fighter pound for pound that's going to stop him. He looks like a monster. Yeah, so does. hopefully... Hopefully, Charter don't stop him, and he comes back. I think light heavyweight division right now is the is the best division in the world, and not just with UFC. Man, I watched the Bellator fight. I watched I watched uh, Darth Vader get knocked yeah, right out. Yeah, wow, I saw that. Never expected that, man. What a head kick! Whip behind the head. We are seeing some amazing evolution. We were talking about it in the gym the other night. I've been in the sport a long time, in and around it, and it's it's been my love for the longest time. But man, it's evolving. Things are changing. There is no such thing as a one-dimensional fighter because if you show up, you've got great hands, you lose. If you show up, you've got wrestling, you lose. If you haven't got a bit of everything and a lot of heart, don't step in there, man. Yeah. It isn't a playpen. That other man nine feet away from you wants to rip your head off and kill you. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. No, you spot on. Um, uh, it was interesting. I saw Francis Naganu tweeted this morning saying that uh, Jones must get in line. And that uh, he's got the he's got the first shot at the, at the heavyweight uh, title. Um, Naganu, uh, the African athletes, Israel Adesanya. You look at Kamaru Usman. I mean, you know, they might not uh, live necessarily in Africa anymore, but they're doing Africa proud. And it's great to see from an MMA point of view these guys uh, taking the big fights, taking the belts, and and putting their names up there. Absolutely. I think it's amazing. I think it's what we need. You know, we talk about Francis Ngannou, the predator. 
Go and look at his social media. That man is back in Cameroon regularly chopping trees for his mom, man, boiling water and having having puck with a big stick. The man hasn't lost who he is. It's why he's my absolute favorite striker at the moment. And he's right. Jones must get in line. Uh, I, I tell you, I see it quite quite honestly. I see Nganu and Stipe. And I would love to see Jones fight the beast, the black, the black beast, Derek Lewis, to earn his shot. Awesome. You want to earn it. You want, you want to put your hands up, man. Take a man that doesn't know how to go backwards. Yeah. Or, or take a guy that comes off a loss. Take Walt Harris, a man that's got every skill set in the world. Let's go see if you've really got what it takes. I think Jones is going to do well. Yeah. Is he good enough to beat Steve Play on the ground? Maybe. Are you going to get to the ground? Call me, I couldn't. Yeah. And that man's an Olympian. So I think it's exciting times. But Francis Ngannou must have the next shot. He's earned it. Yeah, definitely. Man, twenty second. Uh, you know, when he when he took on uh, Josinho, uh, that was twenty seconds. It was over. <laughs> That's the man's cool. a machine. Yeah. But we talk about African athletes, Israel Adesanya. Um, you know, he's fighting an ex-opponent of Gareth's of yeah. Soldier Boys. Um, and Soldier Boy will tell you that wasn't easy. That man hits like a truck. We're in for some exciting times. Kamara Usman, he's proven who what he's about. And we've got some great athletes here. Don Madge. Let's not forget the African yeah. contingent yeah. is just getting going. Don is two and zero in the UFC. His first fight debut, fifty thousand dollar knockout of the night. Hit kick from hell. <laughs> <laughs> Don, crazy. I got to train with Don. He's the most humble of guys. People think Don's got an attitude and arrogance. Don's not arrogant. He's just that damn good. That's number one. Well, then we've got guys like Timber Yeah. Big time, man. We've got Timber. Timber's ready to go. Timber's proven it. He's proven it against international opponents. He took a year off and came back, beat he beat the the Brazilian and then stepped straight in and, 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 and took a belt. Yeah. You know, I think I think we've got some great fighters. So that's a Zimbabwean. A, a Cape Town boy is a Zimbabwean. We've got the Mark Penner, who surely is imminently back. That's an Angolan. Yeah. Man, Africa is here to stay. The African warrior is starting to be noticed. And and I'm telling you, once these guys start to infiltrate those big leagues, I think we're in for some exciting times. I think the sport will continue to grow as long as we keep creating these heroes. But it all starts here, guys. It all starts at home. It starts with supporting your amateur events. Yeah. Get your amateurs where they need to be. It's In fact, I'm going to go one step back. Sorry, CS. It starts with paying your gym fees. Yeah. Gyms don't survive if you don't bring your part, guys. If you can't afford your fees, talk to your coaches. I know it's tough times. But coaches will be willing to help and listen, man. They've got to keep facilities open. COVID is going to be the biggest opponent that MMA in this country's ever had. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, lastly, uh, Simon, uh, uh, what, what are your what are your next moves? Or, uh, as we come to the end of the podcast, what are you what are you up to? I know you're back training now. Uh, you did some stand up tonight. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting. Yeah, tonight tonight was technical stand up drills, which is great. So Orthodox and Southport drills, really good stuff. Um, Graham and I had a chat a little while ago. I am. I'm 44. Let's not kid each other. This is not a forever thing. Yeah. I've got two left. Graham. Graham has said that he'll give me two as long as I'm still competitive. Yeah, I'm 0-2, uh, CS. But in both fights, I was competitive and ahead after round one. Yeah. I need to get better at staying in the game, and that's what the focus is. I'm going back down to light heavy. I fought Tabani and Debella, six foot seven. I fought Jambas Hayden out, 11 kilo difference on the day. And I was winning and I got caught by looking at the clock. So you know what? I'm here. I, I, I know what fights I want and I'll call the guys out right now. Graham is happy. Um, Graham, I want to fight Willem Smith at light heavy. If I lose that fight, I'll walk away. That's how serious I am. Okay. I will call it a day. 
If I win that fight, I then want one more at light heavy, and then I'm going to go coach, man. I'm never leaving the sport. I want to coach. I want to get involved in development. I want to get down to grassroots and help the gyms to to develop if I can, and and maybe give them a business partner if we can, if my business continues to grow. Man, I'm, I want to throw everything back at the sport. I want to be there when my son's lifting belts and following Don and them to the UFC. That's so awesome. I'm here to stay. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not retiring. Not yet. Graham, you said two. I want those two. I want Willem next. I'll fight him anywhere. I'll fight him for free. And I'm not doing that as a ploy. I know that things are tough. I work. I get an income. I don't want the money, man. I want the chance to compete. Use that money for other guys. Let me fight. Let me fight Willem. He wants the fight. I want it. We're both on losing records. We're both over the age of 40. or He's just about there. One of us will go after this. Let's do a WWE thing. See us. The loser retires. I'm serious. The loser retires. Put it in the contract. Let me fight him. I'll fight him stand up. I won't even take him down. I will fight him stand up. Well, let's see that happen because I'd love to see you on a card again. And, and I can't wait to see EFC put a card together, even without fans, because we'll all be watching. Um, no, uh, there's no such thing as no fans, man. <laughs> EFC's got 20 million waiting to turn 100, the TV on. 100%. Simon Hall, you've been an absolute inspiration. Where can people get you on social media and follow your journey? Man, my Facebook, it's, it's Simon Hall. Um, I'm, I'm the boom. So Instagram is Tap or Snapmaster. And Twitter is uh, Simon H underscore the boom. So, yeah, guys want to get hold of me, reach out. If there's anything I can do to help you, put you on your journey, advise you on any of the clubs, whatever you need, man, reach out. I'm right here. I think the EFC should hire you as a, as a mentor and a business development officer for the organization. I think that's the role, and along I with Coach. Yes, I would do it for free. <laughs> I would do it for free with just the passion, man. I would help to grow grassroots with the greatest pleasure. Well, we definitely need that in South Africa. Thanks for your time, Simon. Keep up the stellar work, and um, we hope to see you in the hexagon very soon. Tell Graham I want to sign that contract. Yes, you've got his number. Phone him. Well, he listens and watches the podcast, so uh, I'm sure he'll take note, man. Take it easy, Simon. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. Have a great evening. Take care. Let's go. Myself, they call me J-O, A to the easy end. Know that we undefeated, y'all are beneath them speeches trying to air a grievance. But his lines are overhead, better check the air for clearance. Call the tower, this is our credit. He the air apparent, uh-huh. Really, I've never been better. Legacy, this is forever. All the more times I've been seven, I'm raising the bar, you can go ahead and measure. Think about time for a toast. Time that we welcome to go. Yo, we're just leaving it, no. Yeah, this right here forever.